Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, I'm pleased I get to introduce you to our special guest, and her name is Carolyn Molnar. After graduating from Brock University in Ontario, Canada, with an honors degree in French, Carolyn became a full-time psychic medium. She has been interviewed extensively on television and radio, and now utilizes over 30 years' experience of psychic training to coach and instruct others to tap into and utilize their inherent intuitive abilities. She also provides readings for those clients looking for psychic or mediumistic messages. Carolyn is the author of two books, It Is Time, Knowledge from the Other Side, and Compassionate Messenger, True Stories from a Psychic Medium. She has also created and recorded three meditation CDs. You can visit her website at carolynmolner.com. Carolyn Molner, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Sandra. It's I a pleasure. I am delighted to meet you as a new friend, new person. <laughs> Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> yeah, and... How'd this all start? Your assistant contacted me. You both were listening to one of my shows and a shout out to your assistant, Tanya, for connecting us. She's a big fan. Yeah, she's nice. Mm -hmm. But nice emailing the two of you. So let's hear about you. Uh, how, first of all, where are you in the world? Where are we talking to you? <laughs> where am I in the world? I'm a full-time medium for sure. Yeah. Um, I work out of the greater Toronto area. Um, I do... Um, I'm actually setting up some psychic development and mediumship classes that will be running in February through to June. I don't believe that we can, you know, do this work in two or three days. I believe that it needs to be an ongoing um, journey and experience. So I offer longer opportunities for people to learn. And oh, uh, grateful you do that. Yeah. And uh, I, I also uh, have sessions and actually... I've been reading for people all around the world because now I have a YouTube channel and there's over a hundred of them on there. And they're basically these clips of about three minutes are set up to teach others. And that's really why I'm here is to help people get to know their spirituality and to understand that there is life after this life. And it gives me my greatest pleasure to connect those in the spirit world with those who are still here and help you know, help the grieving process. I think it's very, very important. So um, I do psychic work as well. I can do both. I'm, I'm very fortunate. And I have to say, I've been very, very busy. I was on Viceland TV in a documentary just recently. It's uh, Mr. Tachyon. And I was, uh, thank you. I was season one, um, episode one. So it's like I was put right at the beginning. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to go into the studio and and do some fun stuff. And hopefully, you know, you can look it up online. It's there. And I also was in the Toronto Fringe Festival. It was never done before that I actually talked about the work, talked about my history, and gave readings to the um, to the audience. So that was very cool. And uh, yeah, I've just been very busy with all kinds of things. I've got this documentary I'm working on, and it's about mediumship. And and how mediumship affects the medium and, uh, you know, whether it's health or, or 
lifestyle or whatever. So I'm going to dive into that soon. We're in preliminary stages. So that's interesting. Yeah, it is something we don't talk about too much. No, and I think it's time for it. You know, I think it's. I want to make uh, mediumship appear to be normal because it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, there there's a physicality to it. So let's find out what that's about for some mediums. So, mm. yeah, can't get leave a, a good medium down. You know, I keep no. moving. <laughs> yeah. So, how does your story start of getting involved oh. over thirty years ago into this? Is it something that came naturally, or something happened? Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. Well, it's actually my entire life, but I would say thirty years ago I went in quotes professional, whatever that means. But I grew up in a family of um, people who believed in this work from the get-go. My mother's family. Um, they used to have seances in the dining room, and uh, my mother's greatest uh, complaint was ectoplasm on the dining room chairs because it stained the chair. Really? Yeah. My grandmother was a hairdresser, and one of her clients was uh, Jenny Wilder, who was the medium for one of our prime ministers in Canada, uh, Prime Minister Mackenzie King. So that's kind of my claim to fame on that side. And they went to Lilydale for years before I was even a you know, a twinkle in my mother's eye. So they were very much exposed to um, their spirituality and spiritualism. And then on my father's side, uh, they're Irish. So <laughs> this kind of thing is not unusual for them. My grandfather used to see a psychic um, weekly, which is not something I would recommend. I tell my clients to please wait three to six months before you see me because it'll be the same thing all over again. Don't waste your time. Right. With with it. So, but anyway, um, what happened was I had a very negative experience with a medium who read for me. She was very well known in the community. She did police work. She was well sought after. Um, and anyways, my sister said, let's go. And I went, okay. So I went and sat in her, um, I guess you would call it like a rumpus room, you know, like a family room downstairs in the basement. Mm -hmm. And um, she started talking to me, scaring the pants off me, to be honest with you. Very negative experience. And things started moving in the room. I'm not kidding. Do you remember the rabbit ears on television sets? Yes. Well, this one started shaking and scratching the walls. Uh, Yeah. And I thought, this is too creepy. So anyways, I got out and I was actually, after I left there, I I like, I had tunnel vision. I was so upset. So my sister and I decided we'd go for retail therapy because we figured that was the Mm -hmm. only thing that would kind of clear the energy. Yeah. So I was picking up a set of sheets in in a department store and they were twin set and I wanted a double or a standard set. And out of my mouth, instead of, I want to find a double was I've got to find a medium. And it just flew out of my mouth. And I went, what is that about? And then my father popped into my head. Now, my father is British or was British. He's passed his spirit now. And he's very close to the vest. So his his emotionality was not uh, apparent to us. I mean, he was a dad, but, you know, he he just had, he was a very quiet man, let's put it that way. But I thought, isn't that weird that my dad would pop into my head so I called him. I said, Dad, help me. This is what's happening. He says, oh, I'll take you to my psychic. I went, my psychic? You you go to a psychic? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I he went 
with me uh, to meet uh, Reverend Sadie Nickerson, who happened to be a spiritualist minister. And I remember sitting at her table, never met her. And she looked at me and I burst into tears, not even telling her what had happened to me. And she grabbed my hand and she said, she looked straight into my eyes and she said, let's start again. And for 20 years, she taught me everything she knew. So I was very fortunate to have this kind of um, training and experience. And we found out later, long story, long story, uh, we do have a past life connection that runs very deeply. And uh, it just, I always felt she was my mom, but she said, oh my God, Carolyn, you'd be, I'd be your grandmother. You know, like she talked like that. <laughs> so there's no nonsense. Shot from the hip. If she didn't like it, she'd let you know. I remember the first reading I ever gave her, she said, no, Carolyn, that's not right. I just did that. And I went, oh my God, you know, like I'm, I'm out on the limb here and she's, she's saying these things to me, but it turned out in about a month's time, she called back with her tail between her legs and said, oh my God, Carolyn, what you told me came true. So um, we had a great relationship. I loved her to bits and she is now in spirit. She would have been 105 on December 12th. <laughs> so, lovely woman. And, um, you know, I was actually an office administrator by education, not by education, by experience. I mean, I do have a degree in French and uh, that kind of was set aside while I pursued um, you know, uh, administration. And um, at age 40, I was given the pink slip. So like I was redundant. And, you know, at that age, it's really difficult to, you know, to find a new way of even being um, hired at times is right. difficult. So what I could fall back on was what I knew. And that was uh, mediumship and psychic development or psychic work. So I just started reading for people. I'd been doing it all my life with family and friends, but never really made it a career. And it just took off from there. And I had actually a, a, in my office in Toronto, I had like four classes running and uh, constantly being booked and very, very busy and opportunity to speak to large groups. I was actually... Uh, I worked with Donna Smith Moncrief, who is the author of Medium 7, yes. Evidence of the Afterlife and Predictions. Amazing woman. We've become friends. And she uh, interviewed me. I was one of 18 Canadian mediums that she showcased in that book. Um, so she had events that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. I was also written up in Psychics and Mediums in Canada, which was a directory of mediums in the uh, in the in Canada so that was something that was really special but I'll tell you you know it's just it is if you're doing the thing right these opportunities will show themselves just like with you today Sandra it's just been one wonderful thing after another and I feel so blessed with this work that's beautiful when we come from the right place and our heart is in it and I think when we're focused on service all good can come from it. You know, if we were, if I was trying to make this into a business or a job, or if it was about the money or something, forget it. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, part of the condition of being on this planet is to have money in your pocket so you can have a roof over your head and a, and, and a meal on the table, you know. I, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I didn't have to charge, but if I didn't, I'd have to go find work and I wouldn't have the time to devote that I do now. And, you know, I remember, Sandra, there was one day I just remembered, I said, 
I'm ready to serve. And my heart chakra just exploded into openness and receiving and all that. And I realized that was one thing I was missing in my work. If I'm ready to serve, then good things will happen. You know, and and in the end, my my hope and prayer is to just provide relief to people who have lost loved ones. You know, so often I'll have people, you know, in in my session saying, you know, does he know that he that I love him? And, you know, does he know that I was there at his bedside? And I say to them, yes, he knows because you've been saying it since he's passed a spirit. They can still hear you. And I think that that's part of my job, too, is to let people know about how the spirit world works, at least and what they have told me, so that I can just provide peace to these people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was on your YouTube channel watching several of your short, they're short, so they're easily digestible and inspirational and motivating and things. But there are questions people ask, like one of them that I clicked on, and maybe you can share because it's always a question is well I don't want to just ask what are they doing over there but (laughs) but like where is it because it's Uh you know I think there's a lot of people that think I can't talk to my loved one unless I go to a medium and certainly to talk to a psychic medium you might get some great details but it doesn't mean you can't keep your folks in your life on a daily basis correct of course, of course. And you know what keeps them is are your thoughts that go out towards them. It's like a key and a lock when they know that you're thinking of them, because they can telepathically pick this up. They're right there with you. And you know what, heaven isn't far, far away. It's in a different dimension. That's why I'm able to reach these people because they're not, you know, in a galaxy far, far away. They're standing right there beside me. They're just in a different suit. They're in a different energy and in, in a different energy field that some of us can tap into. Um, you know, there are so many environmental messages that uh, we miss because they're so subtle. Uh, those times when your father's passed a spirit, is that right, Sandra? Yes. Okay. So, you know, those times when he just pops into your head and you weren't even thinking about him, mm-hmm. that's his way of saying hello. And the more that we say, oh, hey, I know you're with me in your mind, you don't have to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. It actually strengthens this uh, experience to happen more often. Um, Also, uh, those cold, um, I'm getting it right now, I think it's your dad, but (laughs) cold um, back of the, I know, he's a sweetie, back of the arm kind of goosebumps or up the back, you know, when it could be 80 degrees outside and you feel that kind of cold around you or within you, that's a spirit hug. And if we didn't recognize what it was, we, it would just pass us by. And, of course, there are environmental, uh, environmental messages everywhere. Uh, it could be a saying on a billboard or it could be music that comes on. I don't know how spirit does it. They don't necessarily impress the, D, uh, the DJ, but they'll impress you to turn the radio on at the right time. And there's that song that you that you connect with your loved one or... Those lyrics, you know, that play on and on and on in your head, mm-hmm. those songs, look up the lyrics because that's the message from spirit. It's also when also, they say to look up at a billboard right at the right time or at a license yeah. plate and it could be the name of your loved one. I mean, I, I find that a lot. Yeah, well, good. And it's just one more way of them getting in touch with you. I mean, I know uh, there are a lot of clients that say, I want to see them. 
you know, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, in the 40, I'm doing it now 40 years, actually. In the 40 years that I've done this work, I've only seen a full-on apparition twice. It's a lot of work for them. However, they can appear in your dream state. And they can even appear and you forget. So you need to say to, um, you know, your loved one, I want you to, I want to meet you in the dream state, but I also want to remember, can you help me? And I'm sure you've had dreams of your dad since his passing. Is that not right? That's true. Yes. Yeah. And they're called visitations. We actually go home to, in air quotes, heaven, three to five times a week just to get respite from this crazy world. And we go home and we visit with our loved ones. And uh, they don't leave us. They wait for us. You know, they, they're not going anywhere. They'll wait until we go home. And when the soul group is completely back together from this world into the next world, um, then, you know, there's a, a gathering and they, they all figure out what they're going to do next and whose role, who's going to play what role. And so, you know, your loved ones do not leave you. They just change suits. That's the best way I can describe it. And you know what? That goes for pets, too. That's oh, my God. They're so wonderful. loyal. Oh. oh, they're so loyal. Oh, my. I love reading for dogs and cats. They're just so sweet. Although I'm deathly allergic to cats, so I know when a cat's coming in because I get all sneezy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Sorry for your nose, but... <laughs> I know. Hey, you know what? Part of the condition of being a medium and, you know, as soon as it it happens, it's gone because it's just an indicator that they're there. I've been pricked by a um, spirit uh, um, with one of my fingers and found out that this person was diabetic and that's how they they tested themselves. Mm. I've been blinded uh, instantaneously and then brought back. I felt a heart attack, although it wasn't mine. I've been, I had... um, my hearing taken away. And all these were indicators of the condition of the spirit person I'm talking with. None of it hurt. None of it is permanent, but it's just part of the condition of being a medium. And I embrace it because then I realize it's real because I can't make that stuff up. Right? No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's really interesting. Just back to what you said just prior to that they're with us. But that doesn't mean they're hanging around us all the time. I'm of the feeling that. No, No, they can bilocate. Mm -hmm. I wish we could figure out how to bilocate. I've been working hard at it, but it's not (laughs) working. But no, they can be with you. They can be with somebody else. They can be with somebody else or they can go and do whatever they want. And a lot of it, you know, when they move into the spirit world, from what I understand is there's a lot of learning that goes on and it's all self-motivated. What do I want to learn? You know, how do I want to better myself? Do I want to learn about history? Do I want to learn about music or whatever? So they're not idle. It's not like harps and angels over there. Some of them will uh, look after the children who have come into spirit who don't have family members, you know, or there are others that will uh, be with the animals and, and, you know, just kind of, you know, support them and love them and all that stuff. And, you know, what's really funny is we do take our habits into the spirit world. We don't really need to eat when we're there. Mm -hmm. And yet we can, if we want to, you know, it's really, it's really something. Talk a little bit about children. I I know from the Mm -hmm. audience right now, there's many parents listening right now that have a child in the spirit world. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm going to say that um, there is never any stronger, more horrible pain than losing 
a child. I, I just can't imagine it. I've been blessed with two very healthy children, and they're still here with me. But I, I, I will just preface everything by saying that. And the other thing, too, is I've just found out in the Toronto area, there's a new chapter called uh, Helping Parents Heal. Mm-hmm. And it, it, is, it is a group that focuses on parents' loss of their children And they're a little bit different in that they do believe in mediumship. They do believe in the afterlife. They do um, invite uh, mediums to come in and talk about the afterlife and perhaps give messages and stuff like that. And I'm very excited to, uh, to know that there's a new one coming to Toronto. I know there's one in Ottawa, and I'm sure that there are those in, in the States. There's probably a lot more in the States. So anybody out there hearing this, please know that there are um, places to go to to get support. But I will say this, and it, you know what? I'm saying this from a place of spirit, not from a place of human, because when the human emotions come in, it kind of changes the whole kind of dynamic. When you write a contract, there's no emotion because you're in spirit. You forget what the emotions are like to to write up a contract and to actually lose a child. Like a lot of people will say, okay, I'll do this because I want to progress my soul in X, Y, Z. So in order to do that, I need to experience, you know, losing a child young. I know that sounds so awful, but when we realize that life here is not it, it is a hiatus between the real life that we have in the spirit world, Mm -hmm. that we're here to learn lessons and to progress our soul if people can kind of keep that in mind, because I don't want to sound, you know, hard hearted or anything like that. But I just want to try to explain what I know from the spirit world so that it, there is a context about it. Everything around us is about learning. That's why we've come to the planet, because we are being challenged 24-7. Every time we make a decision, that either progresses our soul or keeps us straight, you know, in our, in our place. All right. So back to children. Now, there are some experiences in a, pa- in a past life where somebody has left the planet too soon, and it's usually through suicide. So they realize that there are t- there's um, years that they need to um, make up, so to speak. So if they passed at age 23 and they were supposed to be here um, in, according to the contract they created, you know, say in 53, so they have 30 years to to finish off that contract. Does that make sense, Sandra? Yes. Okay. So what happens is they'll come onto the planet knowing that they have an early life. They also know, <clears throat> or a young life, and they also know that the parents also know they've contracted this. It's all subconscious. We don't know consciously that this is going to happen. So they're here to finish off what they started. So that's why we we have young ones who are lost to the spirit world early. So that's one reason why. The other thing is um, uh, they need to experience uh, a death in utero because that's part of their learning. I don't understand why. I mean, my my mentor lost five children. Wow. In oh. utero. Yeah. The first one by the name was named Carolyn. This is before she even met me. Mm. Anyway. Um, she explained this to me that she f- knew that these energies 
needed to experience what it was like in utero, but not necessarily have a life on the planet. So she was chosen because she they, they knew she couldn't carry to term. I know that sounds so weird. I mean, we, you know, but we have to put it in context of the spirit world. We're here to learn. That is our main thrust for being here. And I've heard spirit say to me, one of the biggest wastes of time is when everything is given to us. For a case in point, I heard this, I read it in a book actually, where it was um, somebody who was from a harem, you know, everything was given to them. Mm -hmm. And she said in the spirit world, it was a complete, complete waste of a life. She learned nothing. It's always to the hard stuff, I find. Yeah. <laughs> that I get the most. Yeah. yeah. So I know that this is really out there, but, you know, I've, I've heard it from so many spirit people. Um, and, you know, one of the things, one of the biggest regrets they have is that they ha didn't take the chance to learn, that they didn't finish or even start their contract and uh, when I say contract, it's it's what you decide to do before you get here. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we definitely, well, as we don't remember what it's like in the spirit world, in the spirit world, we don't remember what it's like to be here. So we can write things into our contract that are extremely difficult, but doesn't do not appear to be so in the spirit world. It's interesting. Carolyn, yes. I'm thinking, you and I, just before we started recording, we're talking about one of our favorite places, Arthur Finley College. Yes. <laughs> like going to Hogwarts. But I just <laughs> want to compare that to, now I've been there three times in the course of my 52 years on earth and love it. But I'm thinking in the spirit, spirit world, if that's reality, and we come to earth just for a brief time, it's easy to think <laughs> that this is it when meanwhile sure. what we're learning is for the greater whole like we go to arthur friendly college there for a week intense study practice and then we get to utilize it in the rest of our life so i think mm -hmm. it's hard when we're here to realize or really get our minds around this is just such a, a small piece. I, my favorite quote is, our life is but a thread in the fabric of our soul, Yeah, meaning this life. So yeah. to be able to shift to that greater view, to put it in perspective, yeah. may it help. It really helps. Yeah, it really does help. And what really um, drives me to tell those who have lost loved ones is that you will meet them again. They haven't gone very far away. They're watching over you like a guardian. They love you and uh, you will meet them again. Yes. And your pets too. Oh, yes. They'll be right there oh, to meet yes. you when we cross this finish yeah. line. What is yeah. it that you're most passionate about teaching right now? Does it have to do with intuition and helping people tap into their intuitive side? May or may not yes. be, but I know I've I've read that about you. Yes, it is, and uh, basically what I do, I'm I'm a witness to uh, their progression. I basically say, okay, go this way, and they do. In other words, I I give them direction, but I don't tell them what to do. So, um, we are all intuitive beings. We are spirit first, having a human experience, and what I'm doing is just opening up their 
understanding so they actually see how spiritual they are. So that's what happens in, um, in the class. Is there any little thing you could give us just a little taste of what that means? And it may be or may not be, but just, I think in our lives, in my life anyways, I always thought if there was any intuitiveness or psychic abilities, certainly it wouldn't be for me. It would be for other people. But just an idea that we all do have oh, yeah. it. Well, you know, let's not even talk about the spirit world. Let's talk about our own intuition. And that is, you know, moms who um, just have a sense of their kids and, uh, you know, follow up on it and realize that they needed them or, right. you know, you, you, you have a sense of who's calling before you pick up the phone mm -hmm. or you thought of somebody and then somehow you've got an email from them. You hadn't heard from them in years. You know, that's intuition as well. <clears throat> it's all around us. It's just we don't recognize it. That's that's the issue. Um, I'm trying to think of other things because it's just... It Even just when we walk into a party <laughs> and there's yeah. people we want to get close to and people we yeah. want to stay away from. I yes, think that's that, all tied in. Yes. Well, you see, we have an aura, right? Right. Which is an energy field around us. And, you know, like two ends of a... Two north ends of a, of a magnet... Some just, you just bounce away from them because mm -hmm. it's just the energy is not conducive to your own. And then others you're just naturally attracted to. And that's like the north end and the south end of the, the, the pole. The energy is what is attracting you. So that's, that's also intuition. And those gut feelings we have. You know what? We're the only uh, animal on the planet that doesn't listen to our gut. Our instinct you know, um, and I, I hope and pray in this new millennium that there is some value put to those gut instincts. I think they're there so. for a reason. I think yeah. times are changing. Even how you describe growing up in a family that was spiritual. <laughs> I'm thinking mm -hmm. that, I mean, oh, I'm not, it's more than thinking. The research that I do, more and more and more people are being open about their belief in the afterlife. And yeah. you can even see it by the TV shows and radio shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. When I grew up, that this was kind of a taboo subject. Or if somebody was talking about it, they were a little bit weird. <laughs> well, you know what? It was taboo for, uh, any, for anyone outside of the family. Mm -hmm. I mean, my I had a high school reunion, and they're like, you do what? What? Because right. I would never tell them. Never. And I think my greatest compliment is when somebody looks at me and says, I can't believe this. You are actually a medium. You look like a soccer mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think compliment. well, that's a compliment for soccer moms because you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I just look normal, you know, like it's, it, I don't have big hoops uh, in my ears. I don't have, you know, a bandana on my no. head. I just walk am amongst the normal kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I sure <laughs> do. I had a medium predict when I was really young when I mm -hmm. just went for entertainment, psychic medium, telling me about my future. And she told me mm -hmm. that I was going to help change the world, have people believe in the afterlife. And I'm like, I don't even think I believe in the afterlife. She's like, well, you will. And she says, you're going to come from a place that's not, it, this is my words, but it's not the dangly earrings and the gypsy mm -hmm. wear and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at her like, you clearly got me confused with someone else and off I <laughs> my 19 year old self went 
Yeah. And uh, and look at what the 52-year-old self is doing right now. So Yeah. And all I can say is thanks, dad. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I, it's I, often that when we lose a loved one mm-hmm. that we start looking at our spirituality and the afterlife right. because we just want to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And they are. They're better off than we are. <laughs> I just got a very great um medium reading. And for my mm-hmm. listeners that have heard me tell this story, I apologize. But uh, I'd gone to Cobra Hill to sit with the magnificent Stuart Alexander, who's a physical medium. And throughout the course of the weekend, there were different mediums that would get up in front of the room. And, and this one woman just said, oh, there's a man here. His name is John. Everybody, you know, a bunch of people raised their hand. Daughter's in the room. But so direct uh-huh. as to... He's an airline pilot. He's telling me he's a captain. Oh, he's showing me American Airlines. And then boom, 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 boom. Wow. And to have something like that, and they're not always that specific, I know. But the mm-hmm. final message was that my dad wants me to remember the fear that I had of the unknown. Again, these are my words. I can't remember exactly what she said. And the grief that I felt and the love that I now feel and that he walks mm-hmm. by my side and he helps me with the upcoming events that I'm going to do in America. And I'm just like, there's no way you could know this. There's no way you could know this. And it's so reassuring. And don't you wish that for everybody, right? Everybody. And I think too, and I'm so excited that you teach mediumship beyond just a weekend because there are, and this isn't really trying to blame anybody, but there's people that take a weekend course and then all of a sudden they're charging $300 for a half hour session as a medium. And I don't know if there's 100% integrity in that. And I love people learning and sitting and training and being developed. And those, mm-hmm. those part-time mediums kind of could give mediumship a bad name with some generalities, yeah. whereas yeah. the more we <clears throat> like, train, yeah, the more well, specific we can be. Well, like every um, line of work, there's always going to be um, you know, those who think that they're really good and then those who are, you know, right. um, they will sort themselves out. They do. I'm not worried about it No, because really what, what this work is about is integrity. Mm-hmm. And that certainly shows very quickly. Integrity and service for sure. Yeah. I'd like to hear sure. about your books and also your oh. CDs. What's the first book that you wrote? Uh, the first one was actually channeled. It was um, channeled in 11 weeks. I got together with somebody once a week and I had a channeling session. I don't channel since. And there were four guides that worked with me and I don't work with them anymore. They're gone because the project's over. And I remember standing at the um, sink saying, oh, come on, guys, I'm stuck. What am I going to call this thing? And they said, it is time. Knowledge from the other side. And I went, why didn't you tell me? And they said, you didn't ask. I know. They've got a sense of humor, too. Oh, they do. Um, But it was a book of, it's like a dictionary of terms. So it has small vignettes of different things that they have a take on. I don't necessarily believe in it, but I wanted to keep the integrity of the sessions. So I, I, I had them transposed exact. So that's, that was done, I believe, in, gosh, 2003. And then in 2010, I was actually approached by one of the largest publishing houses in Canada, out of the blue, 
called in for a meeting, brought my husband with me because he's a professional writer. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, we would like to have you write a book on your work. And they decided that they wanted short stories. So there's about 20 or so short stories of stuff that's happened in my life as a medium. Just uh, some of the, all the names have been changed except for two chapters. Mm -hmm. I got permission. Um, uh, Lindsay's uh, story and Bobby's song. Those two are the actual names of the people. I got permission from the family. But my husband is a, a professional writer. So between my words and his word craft, we created this labor of love. It's a, about a 45,000 word book and it was created from November to February, edited February to June, and then published in September. So Spirit really had some kind of sense of urgency around uh, getting it out. So that was in 2010. We are actually starting this year uh, Compassionate Messenger 2 that my husband is now crafting on the different blogs that um, are on the website and then some new stuff as well. The me meditations are based on the classes that I would do. Um, some me meditations were just so much uh, stronger that I felt that I needed to share it with a larger audience. And one of them in particular, it, it was uh, it's called Cutting the Ties That Bind, and it's about relationships and how we have etheric cords going from the solar plexus to uh, the other person and and not all relationships are healthy mm -hmm. right. and I had a client who was in the medical community I believe she was an x-ray technician and uh, she sat through this meditation it was just something I did off the cuff thankfully I recorded it <clears throat> and she opened her eyes and she had tears running down her face and 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 she said Carolyn I have had MRIs CAT scans I've had all kinds of tests to understand what's going on with me. And this is the first time in 20 years that I feel okay. The pressure has been lifted off me. And we wow. realized it was um, a relationship that wasn't working and she actually cut the tie. And I said to her, keep doing it because it's going to keep coming back until it's completely done. But that was um, impetus for me to, to share that uh, meditation with others who are interested. So... What yeah. are the other meditations? I know oh, I looked at them on your website. I'm like, I'm look, I'm digging it up. Good question. <laughs> okay. There, there are nine of them. So one moment, please. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. We don't have to go through all nine, but no, I'm on well, your website. CarolynMolnar.com. Yes. Books and CDs. Oh, here I am. Yeah. Isn't this fun? All this technology, you know, technology <laughs> is so fantastic that we, it's, I think it's easy for us to forget because we're so used to it. What a miraculous world we're living in. I'm holding my cell phone in my hand. That's not connected to anything. And it's yeah. able to get pictures right away from yeah. the source, wherever this cloud is. And for us to even question that there could be an afterlife and, mm -hmm. and that our minds can pick up images like our phone can. It's like, of course they can. Well, you know, I say this, you know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't real. That's true. You know, think of viruses. You can't see them, true. but boy, boy, you know they exist. <laughs> yeah. Strengthen the light within. What's that? Yes. That's just basically strengthening yourself, like your your um, auric field and just as, a, a, um, you know, you're meeting your spirit guides is one of them. 
Um, that's, that's a popular one. People really do want to meet their spirit guides. Of course. I have to tell you though, Sandra, I don't even know the name of mine. I just know they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, names are actually a human concept and they're Mm -hmm. fine with you naming them whatever you want, but mine are more like by energy. Like I can tell who's, who's who by that, um, walking the path to inner peace. Goodness knows we need that. Right. Mm, Yes. And uh, strengthen the life within, as you said, it's just uh, something about uh, strengthening your inner self. So, and I think that's very important for your spirituality. You got to know who you are and be strong within yourself. So important. The success, to, yeah, to succeed, yeah, for Manifest sure. Manifest your destiny. I'm just kind of scrolling through. <laughs> this is fun. Well, we won't go into all of them, but you can definitely that's find okay. the link on your website. I know it. Before I got involved with any of the afterlife thing, I was fascinated with the world of hypnosis, really thinking oh, it can't be true, mm-hmm. only to realize it's not what we think it is. A lot of people, you know, you don't have to quack like a duck, but even thinking of um, athletes and people mm-hmm. that practice visual imagery and mm-hmm. to, we don't talk about too much on the show, but I do believe in my heart when we can listen to some of these uh, meditation audios, and I'm sure yours is similar whether it's cutting the cords or strengthening the light the Mm -hmm. more we listen the more the subconscious takes it as reality and the more we start being that in our daily lives and i think it's it's just such a a wonderful thing Mm -hmm. and and i think too that our sense of imagination and creativity uh, really is part of that link we have to our intuition and the unseen world and that when we get to explore with these meditation cds and there you don't need the cd by the way people you can download the audio and listen but it it really it strengthens that intuitive part of ourselves absolutely yes that's Mm -hmm. my two cents on that um i wanted to go back to something now i forgot let me just a couple little notes that i made you mentioned helping parents heal they are yeah close to us on this show helpingparentsheal.org is the website and i mm-hmm. wanted to let anyone who's interested also know that they have wonderful facebook and online groups if you mm-hmm. go to helpingparentsheal.org mm-hmm. carolyn i want to ask you because people ask me this what are the, what's a few things that you would tell people if somebody says you know what what's your favorite story why you real why do you really believe in the afterlife or maybe oh. it could be one from your book um let me think. There's so many of them. You I know. Wears, uh, oh, this is what I do. I told you. <laughs> you said it's going to be a fireside chat. I said, oh, yes. like sitting on the couch. This is what friends yeah. do. <laughs> exactly. Um, goodness, I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, nothing's coming to mind at the moment. That's all right. Um, Let's just let it sit there and maybe by oh, the can very I tell end. You sure. Yeah. Can I tell you a story, though? Anything. This is Tanya. Okay. I, okay. I, I want to. You know about transfiguration, right? Well, I do, but I don't know if all the listeners do. Maybe you'll mention what that is. <laughs> transfiguration for me is when a spirit actually builds over you and the face changes uh, to match the face of the spirit person. And I guess I tend to do that. I don't mean to, but uh, Tanya made the mistake of saying, oh, I really want to see Sadie. And we were in having fish and chips in a local restaurant, right? And she looks up at me, her eyes get as wide as saucers, and she bursts into tears. And I'm looking at her, and she, I'm going, she says, there's an old lady on you. I went, what do you mean? And she said, 
there's I said describe her and so she described Sadie I said oh that's Sadie oh my god that's my fault because I asked to see her and she's built on top of you and she scared me and I said don't be scared she's fine (laughs) there's nothing wrong with her but I thought you know here's a perfect example we were not set up we did not think about it and boom there's Sadie right incredible that's a good story I love that story. And, you know, I, I don't see spirit like other people do. I can see them in my head, but not, be, you know, outside of me. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come up to me later and saying, you know, there's this big white light that's standing right beside you. And I said, yep, that's Sadie. She's very nosy. She wants to make Aww. sure we're doing things right. <laughs> so, yeah, I love those kinds of stories that people are actually telling me how real it is. Right. Which is and the I- most important thing. You can't convince anybody of anything but when you are doing say a reading and then you give them these little tiny pieces of information that nobody could know Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden now I think of a story there's a guy that I read for recently and he's from the deep south in the states and uh, he had lost his father and I gave him as much as I could you know I I you know, I just kept reading and reading and reading. I've, I felt that I was on point, but he just kept going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing much coming from him. Right. And he said at the end, he says, I have to tell you, I was very skeptical about this work. And he said, you are the first one that I approached because I saw you on the YouTube. And he said, you got my father spot on. Oh. And I thought, you know what? I don't know these things, right? I just pull stuff in from the ether. And if people don't tell me I'm spot on, I have no idea. Right. Because I've never met these spirit people before. Right. And uh, I don't know. It's just it was such a a wonderful, kind, complimentary thing from a man who really was not a believer. And, you know, that's I feel I've, I've I've done what I'm here for is to help people open up to the spirit world and to their spirituality and to make it real for them. It's beautiful. Thank you for what you do because it's not just giving somebody a message. I think if we're experiencing grief, certainly that can help our grief. But once we get that your loved ones are all, all of our loved ones are still around all of a sudden it's like, Oh, then I'm going to go on. And then, well, then why are we here? And then what is my life for? And I just, my belief that having the belief in the afterlife and and carrying on relationships with our loved ones, even if we can't see them, strengthening that, it can strengthen our life. And so that last moment that we close on our, our eyes here on earth, we're not like one of those people that's lived the life of total luxury and has never had any pain. I mean, we really look, can look back and go, wow, my soul really did grow this time around. And can you imagine going back home, home being heaven, and meeting up with all the loved ones you've lost? What a party that would be, eh? (laughs) And, you know, somebody told me a story. They say, you know why the reason uh, babies cry when they come into this world? Because they know what they've left behind. (laughs) Isn't that something? Yes. Oh, there's another story. Can I share with you? Yes. Okay. So there's a young little girl who, a little sister who just had a baby brother and uh, she was so insistent I want to talk to him by myself I want to talk to him by myself 
And the parents were kind of nervous about the whole thing. So they kind of set it up that they would have the baby monitor in the bedroom of the of the infant. And then they let the little girl go and be with her baby brother. And they had the monitor on so they could hear her creeping up to the crib side. And she could she kind of rattled the bed. So they knew that she was right there. And she whispered, do you remember what it's like? Oh. Isn't that something? Oh, I've got a story for you, too. Oh, please. So I don't know if you know what my day job is, but my mom and I cater for race car teams. So we have a big tent. Yep. Set up breakfast, lunch, dinner buffets. Well, we Uh, go up to your area in July to a racetrack called um, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. used to be called Mosport. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. I know what that is. Been Uh going there 30 years. Well, the gentleman that sells us all the food, we work with Cisco corporation delivers all of our food he he's been keeping track on me with me with my book and the show and everything and he said that his daughter when she was really little and she could speak obviously but she said to his wife I remember you as a little girl I remember you used to have glasses and curly red hair I knew the mommy you would uh, like end up being and that's why I picked you (gasps) And said, I don't have the story 100%, but it was something like that, that she clearly knew things that only the wife knew about her being a a little girl and came out of her, you know, three or four year old daughter. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Can I tell you another story? Yes. You're making me think. It's fun. Oh, it's fun. So I have, I have two children, right? And my, my first, um, she spoke at age nine months, like full on sentences, whereas my son it w- he was like 18 months before he really uttered a word that I understood. However, he had a language that my daughter could interpret. And they were words, but they weren't English words and they weren't German words and they weren't any kind of words from the planet. Mm. And he would say things and she'd, I'd say, Diana, what, what does this mean? And he'd go, she'd say, well, he said this and this and this and this. And I'd look at my son and go, is that true? And he'd nod his head. Dia. Dia meant yes. Dia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and another story. Oh, this is Isn't incredible. This fun? Told you it'd be fun. <laughs> oh, so um, my son is now 18 months. And I had just lost my uncle um, to a heart attack. And um, it was pretty tragic. I mean, they rushed him to hospital and he just didn't make it so anyways I was making the bed uh changed the sheets and I was making the bed my son comes into the room and all of a sudden I smell cigarette smokes smoke and I realize that is the trigger for my uncle and I I turned to him and I said is uncle Gerald here and my son goes dia which means yes yes and I said why is he here bye-bye and that was my uncle's message. I'm I'm leaving now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the spirit world fully. Bye bye. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. That, that is incredible. The mouth of babes. I tell you. And you know what? You don't have to be spiritual. You just need to listen to your kids because they're our greatest teachers. Honest to goodness. Yes. Yeah. I learned so much from mine. I don't know if you and Tanya had um, heard the show that I did oh maybe 10 episodes ago about the uh-huh. woman that works with children and she has blindfolds on them and she teaches them how to read with their mind's eye wow it is absolutely incredible 
And basically, there's, and she's even got videos and somebody has interviewed her and everything. Really, they're little kids that some can read and some really haven't learned. But you see them going through a page of the of a book with blindfolds on that they can't see with. It's not like they're peeking. And they put their fingers over the words. They're reading them. There's a little girl who takes, will, will make a bracelet and take beads. And she'll say, I'm going to pick the green one now. And she picks it up and she'll string it on a like a bracelet, blindfolded. Oh. The, the uh, interviewee, because they had someone come interview her on this whole thing, he was drawing a picture. And then he was going to show the little boy the picture while he had the blindfolds on to see if he knew what it was. But as the guy's drawing it, the guy says, the little boy says, oh, you're drawing a queen and her crown. And he says, but you, but I haven't turned the page. He says, well, I don't need to see it. <laughs> but it's teaching children at a young age to really use that ability before whatever the other side of the brain is kicks in, you know, the yeah. logical sense that says it can't be done. And I, I just, I, I'll send you the link to that when we're done. Yes, thank you. Before you we know end. what? They'd make great remote viewers. <laughs> exactly. Right? And that's yeah. what it's all about. And I think <clears throat> for all of us to, like you teach, tapping into that intuitive side, it opens up so much. So mm-hmm. for our listener right now, pay attention to the things that get you excited. Because it's <laughs> really, because I know yes. there's some people that are really interested in mediumship and want to take a course. Others was like, oh, I, I would I'd love to find out about these you know, remote viewing. What is that? And when we start doing these things that we're passionate about and finding out more, I just think we blossom and uh, it's so much fun. And you know what? That's what attracts people to to people who are in joy. You know, if they're in joy, they're the greatest teachers. That's because the energy. True. Yeah, the energy is just there for people to be attracted to. Yeah, well, I'm feeling it right now. Oh, <laughs> right back at you. Wow. Um, how do people get in touch with you, Carolyn? What's the best way? Well, um, I do have a website. It's Carolyn Molnar. That's C A R O L Y N M O L N A R dot com. I'm also on Instagram at Carolyn Molnar and Facebook at Carolyn Molnar Toronto Psychic Medium and Twitter. Toronto medium. So, oh, I also have a YouTube channel. Yes, you do. It's, yeah. And a lot yes. of short videos that are, you have a lot of viewers too. Wow. You know, one at one point was 338,000. Oh my goodness. I know. And the afterlife report put it on, on, right. on its. Yeah. So I was up and you know what the, the topic was, it made me laugh. What does spirit do in the afterlife? Mm-hmm. That's what the, the, Big hit was. I, I was so surprised. I think that's the one I watched this morning. <laughs> oh, for you and for our listener, episode 281 with Nicola Farmer is the episode with the gal. Uh, it's called ICU Academy. She teaches the children to see with their mind's eye. But it's, oh, she's got some YouTube videos that y- your jaw will be dropped like, oh, my. I mean, you just can't. It's one thing to hear these stories, but to see it in operation, and you know it's authentic. So anyone go to we don't die radio.com, click on scroll down, click on episode 281, and that's that's that episode about that. Carolyn, it's this hour has gone by fast, I know, but it's been a joy talking to you today. Oh, right back at you, Sandra. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to just talk about my work. I I'm grateful. Me too. And like we said earlier, you get that gut instinct. 
well, I got a gut, great gut instinct that you and I and are going to be up to some good things together and stay in touch and have Absolutely. lots of laughs as well. Laughter. It's very important. Absolutely. Let me know when you're going to be at Mossport or wherever that new name is. <laughs> Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. But it's the same, okay. same racetrack. CTMP, they call it. <laughs> yes, I sure will. And for our listener, once again, carolynmolner.com is her website. And it's easy enough, however you are listening to this episode, just scroll down to the description. And I have a live link so you can go right there and check out her books and her CDs. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Anything that we can do to empower ourselves. It's so easy I think for all of us to get busy in our own minds, I'm just as guilty as this, whether we spend too much time alone or, or whatever, that um, our brains can con- try to convince us of things that are true. So jump on an episode of We Don't Die Radio, pick up a book, oh, even be on a great group on Facebook. A shout out to uh, We Don't Die listeners Facebook group right now. It's over 4,000 of you. And I thank you for listening to the show and supporting each other within the the Facebook group. But it's great to get out of our own minds and, and engaged in something. So a couple, just a couple brief announcements. I'm doing my very first event, which is great live event called We Don't Die Boston. You can find out more at wedontdieboston.com, February 2019. And then not too long after that, in March 2019, We Don't Die Orlando. Dot com. And if you are listening to this sometime in the future, if you just go to we don't die radio.com and click on events, you'll find out what's happening, depending on what era we're in. And all past episodes are there. We don't die radio.com. Lots of free giveaways, some good help for grief. And uh, a PDF file called my 19 reasons to believe in the afterlife. So in closing, Again, always happy that I get to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And it's hard in the tough times to realize there might be growth for the soul going on. But like Carolyn said, it comes in the, the tough times and we don't get as much value if our, if our life was just kind of like flatlining all good all of the time. So it's just something to think about for today. So I want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. 